Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys and the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Shantz and Chu are washing their mouths out with soap because the How Dare You Podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You Podcast. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> No, really, we want you to listen, but we also want you to go fuck yourself as well. I, I get you every time with that one. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I just enjoy it. Like, if somebody told me to go fuck myself the way you did, I'd laugh. Even if they were serious, I'd fucking laugh. That's my special gift. Yeah. All right. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You podcast. This is the Rhinestone edition. <laughs> I'm Chance. <laughs> I'm from the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, the special little movie novice, Lady Chu of Tua T Fitness. Hello, Chu. Hey, Chance. <laughs> I bet nobody knows what this movie is. Everybody knows what this movie is. No way. Because it's fucking great. Realistically, I don't know how many people know what this movie is. Because you can't stream it anywhere. We had, you had to buy it. I did have to buy it. I had to buy it on Amazon on a DVD. And didn't I have to buy a DVD because you don't have a Blu-ray player? Uh, I have a Blu-ray player slash DVD player. No, I have a DVD player. I don't fucking know, but it was a whole fucking thing to get this <laughs> on my goddamn TV. It was a yeah. whole fucking setup. Yeah. It took a while. It took some doing. This is the time we live in. But I was adamant we had to do Rhinestone. It, this movie did not disappoint. Yes. For all its for all the struggles I am exaggerating obviously for all the struggles that we went through to get this movie, it was worth it. Thank you. Good find. I love this movie. Good job. So ridiculous. So all right. Ridiculous. We'll get into it. But ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about Rhinestone, a nineteen eighty four famous flop. This movie has 14% on Rotten Tomatoes, Chew. That's 4% less than Cobra. Um, I understand why, but it's still good. I know. I really thought we were going to fight about this movie. I was really worried. Dolly Parton is in it. Nobody's fighting about Dolly. Oh, fucking love her so much. This movie, Chew, is directed by Bob Clark, a man you don't fucking know. Thank you for not asking. It's like you're learning. (laughs) You're learning. Good job. I've got seven movies here. Hmm. (laughs) No, no, maybe, no, yes, kind of a yes. All right. Okay, so you're going to guess like two or three out of seven at best? I'm going to say three. And, and there's eight. Know. Sorry, there's eight. Okay. Uh, let's start with the one I'm... Here are the ones I know you don't know. Turk 182. No. <laughs> like to see that look of confusion roll over <laughs> your face. No. Loose cannons. Uh, No. Yeah, you don't know it. Gene Hackman, Dan Aykroyd. No. No. From the Hip. No. Here's a maybe. Baby Geniuses. No. Excellent. That sounds like something I would not be interested in. Is that a baby movie? Probably. Stupid. (laughs) You saw live deducing right there, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) 
Sounds like there's babies in that one, which I'm baby not Baby geniuses. Interested. What's that movie got? Fucking babies? No. That <laughs> came in a little hot. Jeez. Bring it back. All right. Here's a movie you know but you don't know. Black Christmas. We watched that. Yes, but we watched the remake. He okay. did the original in 1974. And then, Porky's. Uh, my stomach's growling. Um, Mine too. Yeah. Whoa, twins. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear yours because I'm listening to mine. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Um, Porky. Who's in Por- Who's in Porky's? Nobody you would know. Porky's is like a really famous, raunchy comedy with lots of boobs. With a bunch of boys from Florida who go to Porky's place and then get rousted out and then they are battling Porky's the whole time while serving up hijinks. Okay, I don't know what that is then. I know the title. I really thought you'd know Porky's. And of course, he also did the sequel, Porky's 2, the next... (laughs) Sorry. Porky's 2. A stroke in live action. The next day, which was the sequel that he only directed so he could direct this movie that you absolutely know or I'm quitting this podcast and murdering you and going to jail for the rest of my life, A Christmas Story. Chew. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I know Christmas Story. God damn it. It's on TBS for 24 hours a day every fucking year on Christmas. Oh, my I know that God. My, you hurt my heart. I, I, <laughs> I have palpitations right now. Come on. <laughs> Fuck. Looks like I'll kill Ooh. you after all. Fantastic. Now I have to stay true to my word and murder you. <laughs> <laughs> if you yeah. didn't know it. All right. Chew this movie. <laughs> this movie. Ah, this movie had a budget of twenty-eight million dollars, an opening weekend of five point four million dollars, and in the USA and the world, it did eke out twenty-one point four million dollars. But we're operating at a loss. I. How all does of this, this make sense? I know what this movie is. I don't think it makes sense. How did they spend $28 million in 1984 on this movie? It had to have been on... Just Stallone and Dolly. Yeah. Wow. And that that rhinestone suit. (laughs) That probably cost a penny or two. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, The suit. Well, as we previously discussed in our last episode, Stallone did not do Beverly Hills Cop. And he also did not do Romancing the Stone. Oh, I fuck. Every time you you mention that movie a couple of times on the podcast, and every time you do, I'm like, fuck, I want to go watch that movie right fucking now. So I want to just turn. I just want to turn everything off. and I want to go watch the movie right now. He says that more than any other movie that he wished he hadn't done. He wished he didn't do this movie, but he loved working with Dolly. Oh. How could you not? She's a... She's perfect. Yeah. Everything about her. She's literally... I I, I have no words. Fucking Dolly Parton. Who the fuck doesn't like Dolly Parton? Is there anybody? No, there's nobody that doesn't like Dolly. No. That's her magic power. I bet you she does have magic powers. Yeah. All right. She's God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the first person that started writing this movie was Phil Alden Robinson. I won't bother asking you if you know him, but he directed Field of Dreams and Sneakers. Oh, wow. Have you seen Sneakers, Chew? No. But Field of Dreams, obviously. Fucking Grievance. You're a grievance. You're a grievance. You are. No, you're the grievance Nuh-uh. here. Piece no. of shit. Nah. We're watching sneakers for our next fucking teachable moment. 
That's a bold statement. That's okay. right. I'm calling it now. And you will love it. By the way, this was <laughs> the first of many Razzie nominations for Sly Stallone. I think he's had a total of nine Razzie nominations. But Razzies, as we know, are getting it wrong. Almost all the time. Yeah. That's why we have the How Dare You Awards. That's right. Fucking A. All right, Chew. Where do you want to go next? You want to talk How Dare You's? Or describe the plot? Or grievances? I'll do plot. All right. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. Once upon a time in dirty New York City. Just kidding. New York City, uh, there's a, a country bar where Dolly Parton works with her sleazy manager. This guy sucks. Full on fucking creep fest. Um, well, that's Ron argument. Liebman. I know. I really like him. He's a he, great asshole. You would know him from Friends, Rachel Green's dad. That's true. Where he's also a dick. Um, car. Okay. Just keep driving down the fucking street. It's great. It's not a through street or anything. Just keep fucking driving down it. It's one block. I don't, how is there so much traffic down this fucking street? Right. Whatever. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> Three, two, one. Um, okay. Dolly Parton works in a country bar. Uh, it's not a bar. It's like a. It is a bar. What do you call that? Yeah, it's a bar. Country bar, performing. Performing. That's a word. Um, <laughs> with her sleazy manager, uh, who's the fucking worst. They get into an argument. She wants to get out of her contract. So they bet that she can pull anybody off of the street and have them successfully perform at least one song in front of that particular crowd at that particular bar. So Which is a he, rough crowd. Real rough. Um, so they take the bet and she finds herself running into and almost getting run over by Sylvester Stallone, who's a cabbie and he's not that great of a driver. <laughs> I'll say. Banana sandwich, if you will. <laughs> um, so they end up agreeing. He agrees to work with her and he's this Italian guy, obviously, cause it's Stallone. Um, and he is taught by Dolly Parton. To be a country music singer. Yeah. And it does not disappoint. No. I will not say bad things happen because that's not true. And that is that the first time wow. I can say what? bad things don't happen. A few bad things happen. Not that bad, though. I'll tell you my biggest grievance because you forgot one part of the bet, I think. That she has to sleep with the sleazy manager. Yeah. Like, you have yeah. to, against your will, have sex with me if you lose this bet. That's such Which an 80s bet. It seems like a very un-Dolly Parton thing to do, but she's standing to her guns. She is confident. She's she sure of herself. Yeah. Plus, she's got that Southern thing where she's she's saying things like, well, we honor our word. Bless her. I know. You don't need to honor your word on that one, sis. I'll That's, say. Yeah, you can back out on that one. That's okay. Back out all day. That's what yep. she said. Ah, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> all right. What would you nominate this for? This is a good 14 years before the How Dare You Awards exist. Now, I've got a great one right off the bat, Chew, because... Early on, well, I don't know, maybe at some point around the 2000s, they started doing this weird thing where they would put two people together that you would never expect to be together, and we called it the Strange Bello Bedfellows Award. You know, like where Jackie Chan is uh, with um, Jennifer Love Hewitt in the tuxedo. What? That's a movie? 
Or you have, like, Robert De Niro and Eddie Murphy in a movie together. Showtime. So we called it the Strange Bedfellow Award, and Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton together in a movie fits that to a fucking T. Yes. It does not take itself too seriously. No. It no. seems formulaic, almost. Like, I've definitely seen this type of story before. I can't tell you where, but it's familiar. Yeah. You'd have to you'd have to put it up against other formulaic movies from that year to know if it would get nominated, though. Right. Is she an Oscar winner? Not for acting. Okay. Maybe, like, best song or something? Neither is he. We know. Almost. Almost. He but. was nominated for Rocky, or no, Creed? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Original Rocky and Creed. Nice. One of the very few actors that have been nominated for playing the same character. That's and everybody neat. thought he was going to win the year of Creed, but Mark Rylance came up and fucking dick punched him. <laughs> Wait, who is who's Mark? Oh, uh, chew. I mean, it's kind of a waste of time to try and Just explain tell this me. to you. What movie? What what movie was Mark in? Well, it, I have to talk about a movie you've seen. <laughs> did you did you see Ready Player 1? No. <laughs> what? No, I fucking didn't see that movie. What? It's a fucking video game. Did you see Bridge of Spies? That's what he won for. Hold, please. Just hold. Hold on. For what? I can see your face. I just wanted to look at his... I just want to know what he looked like. Oh, you're like. looking him up? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't recognize that guy at all. <laughs> I didn't go to the Oscars that year, evidently. <laughs> so, not familiar to me. <laughs> Once again, not invited. <laughs> keep sending right. the ticket well, to the uh, wrong address. Whatever. Yeah, Bridge okay. of Spies is what he won for. He's in Dunkirk, Ready Player One, BFG. Nothing else you would know. And let's face it, you don't even know those. So no. you're you're who you are. I'm glad we talked about it though, because now I know that I don't know him. I'll say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Back at it. Um, is the concept ridiculous? A little. That's a possible nomination. We'd have to see what else came up that year. Yeah. Just the idea of turning Sylvester Stallone into a country western singer, that is ridiculous yes. on its face. Yeah. All right. But that's about it, I think. Movie you least wanted to see? Oh, maybe. I mean... Because on paper, I don't want to see this. Right. And people didn't at the time. They were hoping for Smash Hit, and it was not. Yeah. Yeah. So that's possible. Okay. All right. Let's talk grievances and positive points. I'm very you, excited. You go first. All right. First of all, for the first time ever, I believe... I have an exact match. Wow. Yeah. I have 26 grievances and 26 positive points. Boom. Whoa. Um. I watched this movie right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got 17 grievances and 13 positive points, which All is right. a lot. Yeah. That's a lot for me. But it feels like we're kind of on the same page. Oh, yeah. These weren't like angry grievances. They were just like, okay, that's a grievance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. I am very pleased that you did not hate this movie. It was good. If it had been anybody but Dolly Parton, you're not going to get me on board. She Probably. was a saving fucking grace on this movie. And I like I like her and Stallone together. 
strangely. Yeah, they kiss towards the end. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm okay with this. Yes, kiss him. Kiss her. Kiss each other. It's like trying to watch a planet crash into a sun, into this, into the sun. <laughs> like, this is not even that bad. I'm just there's like, going to be terrible repercussions, but I'm into it. No terrible repercussions. I disagree. No? I wanted them. It's like, you guys, this is cute. He's hot. You, you wanted hot. to watch him fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Dolly doesn't do that. I mean, she does, but she doesn't. But she Dolly does. takes care of business. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and shout out another podcast. Dolly Parton's America, I think it is. Like if you you asked earlier who doesn't like Dolly, the answer I I said was nobody, and part of it is because of that podcast. Like she famously at her concerts, she will have the reddest of Donald Trump red hat people along with the bluest of blue people with transgendered people and gay people and everybody fucking loves Dolly. So you listen to Dolly Parton's America Chew. I think I might. You'll love it. You know why? It's because she's fucking kind. Yeah. Ugh. I could just talk for hours about Dolly, but we won't because we're talking about rhinestone. Which we are going to continue talking about right after this. See what I did there? That was nice. That was good. Pretty good. Hey. Okay. <laughs> right. We'll be right back. Can I ask you a question? Do you like beer? I like beer. It's required by law that you like beer when you're living in San Diego, California, but even I can get confused and dizzied by the amount of choices that you can see at your local beer store. What's a person to do? I'll tell you what you do. You'll watch the Vegas Beer Guys, a live show on Instagram and Facebook, and they will set you right as to what beers you should have in your life or should not have in your life. The Vegas Beer Guys are brought to you by Dan Aker, the beer professional, and Stephen Weiss, self-proclaimed beer novice. They'll drink beers for you and drink beers with you. Go ahead and check out their live shows and they'll tell you which beers you should be having in your fridge. Everybody wants the perfect combination of molten hops in your life. And Dan Aker and Stephen Weiss are the perfect combination of fantastic and wonderful. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. Find them. You're going to watch their show and love their show. They give away free merch during their shows. So go ahead and check out the Vegas Beer Guys. What a great time. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Chu and I are here discussing Rhinestone, a movie I'm happy to report we both like. Oh, yeah. Shazam! <laughs> you had the hand gestures and everything. All right, my first positive point, Chu, is that first song when the credits start. And one of my notes is that Dolly herself really likes the music in this movie. Yeah, the music. Like the good. music she wrote, her right. songs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Ron Liebman is fucking great as an asshole. He's like, it's always, have a good evening, sir. And he's like, it's always a good evening when you're a rich kid. Or yeah. when you're rich, kid. That's like his first line. I was like, oh, this guy sucks. It's always a good night when you're rich, kid. And then he walks up, is it to Dolly or to somebody else? He says, uh, Mr. Electricity is about to plug in. Oh, God, he's so gross. I know. I get very... um. I get, uh, what are the vibes I get from him? Uh, Biff from Back to the Future. Biff grown up? Yeah. I get a lot of Biff vibes from with, him. With too much money? Totally. Except he's not violent like Biff. He's still kind of rapey, and that's a fine line. That's true. Yeah. I just meant not intimidating. In fact, 
right. Dolly ends up punching him out in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking great. It's because she's a badass. I'll tell you what I did not like as a joke at the beginning of this movie. Their representation of Asians. Not good. It's not good. Ugh. God no. damn it. They wanted what to go past... to the sushi spot, which, yeah. okay, that's your business. I mean, whatever. Um, And then, yeah. Stallone's driving. Like it's pretty psycho. funny, though. <laughs> Doesn't make it. And then he yells them. things like bonsai. Yeah. He does have one great line at the beginning, though, that I love when, when they're all in the taxi cab with him. And they're saying that they want to go to a sushi bar. And I think it's before they say, okay, let's go to a cowboy bar. He's, they said, you go, we want to go to a sushi bar. And he says, no, you're in America. You got to eat Italian. Yeah. That's funny. That is a well-constructed joke. <laughs> you're in America. You got to eat Italian. That's fucking funny. It's pretty good, actually. That was a good yeah. joke. So, meanwhile, we're kind of getting the setup, right? Yeah. She wants out of her contract. He wants her to add five years to the contract. For some reason, there's a guy that shows up to the bar apparently every night to find the next big star. And he wants to take Dolly Parton, but she's locked under contract. Yeah. So Dolly puts it all on the line. Yeah, she's over it. She's like, I can make anybody into a star. And for some reason, this bar is famously tough on new acts. Yeah. Which also, I don't understand. I I have a note here, a grievance that says, who is in this bar? There are no cowboys. There don't seem to be anybody that would like country and Western music. They're all dressed like Wall Street people. I think that's where people go to just yell at other people. Yeah. (laughs) Also, every time we go to that bar, especially at the front rows of the bar, it's the same people. Which to me says they go to this bar every day. (laughs) They're regulars. Yeah. Yikes. Every single day they go to boo a new act. I did like that, that first attempt act that song the, the, the guy in all black out of control <laughs> <laughs> his song was horrible oh man hey this really did happen to my little girl got eaten up by a tractor <laughs> you, your lady got eaten up by a tractor <laughs> i also like did you notice that ron Liebham Liebman, he introduced him. He was, I think he was trying to say, please welcome this intoxicating singer. But he said intoxicated. Did he really? Did you notice that? Yeah. No. He said, please welcome this new intoxicated singer. (laughs) Yikes. Amazing. That's pretty good. Another quality joke. Well, and then the last thing, so they're actually like they're going out in the street. They're looking like he's trying to find a bum to make her try to turn into a singer. And finally, it gets to the point where she's saying, I'll take the next person, like the next normal person that walks in front of my face. And of course, Stallone crashes his car right in front of her. And then gets out and was like, did you see that? I laughed. Did you see the double look he gave her boobs, though? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he was taken aback. Yeah. Well, and I got I got to admit it was pretty funny. It was <laughs> just it was just fast enough that it was very funny. Yeah. So here's the big question. Is Sylvester Stallone funny in this movie? Um I uh... Exactly, because it's yes and no. Yeah, it's yes and no. There are times where he's genuinely funny, and there are times where he's trying so over the top to be funny. Yeah. That it's not funny, but kind of magical in how unfunny it is. 
Yeah, I kept thinking, like, how uncomfortable is Stallone right now trying to be funny? Right. Like, is this hard? Because comedy is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there was the organ scene where he goes he goes to the yes, church. Yes, exactly. Like, I laughed out loud, but I don't know if I was laughing because it was funny or because it was outrageous. Because it was so outrageous. Right, yeah. So... But what isn't yeah. outrageous is his reaction to seeing that he was doing all of that in front of an actual funeral. Yeah. That was legitimately funny. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to find out, like, how uncomfortable he was. Like, did he have a hard time being silly? Mm-hmm. Or where he's like, I don't give a fuck. I'll just be silly. Doesn't matter. Because this is out of character, seemingly for Stallone or at least for his movies right or and especially at that time yeah because he keeps trying comedy later we've already done stop or my mom will shoot you which I fucking loved yeah yeah another hill I'll die on (laughs) I will not kill you on that hill (laughs) somebody else will have to kill us (laughs) yeah we'll fucking stand our ground together I'll wave the flag da 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 (laughs) On the hill for stop or my mom will shoot, I'm fucking, I'm I'm Morgan Freeman and Denzel Washington in glory. Oh, yeah. Boom. Yep. Nice. But we're also passing up some stuff because before we have the organ, like he gets fired at his job. Yeah. Which I did think was funny. I liked his boss. Mm-hmm. Who's basically bald but kind of has like you know the hair around the back and maybe some comb over but I mean we're talking like a few strands and Stallone has this line where he says hey are you parting your hair differently (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny to me somebody should use that joke on you comb my beard over (laughs) Grow my beard long enough to just over the side <laughs> and, <laughs> and over the top. Over the top. Mm. Oh, I see what we did there. It all comes back. Well, and I also laughed because Ron Liebman lives in Trump Tower. That was so fitting. Oh, God. Did you notice? I didn't notice that. But... Amazing. Lots of lots of things make sense with that. It's all coming into focus. Yep. But this is where they decide, I mean, you know, Stallone as as Nick says, you know, I want not just to have the taxi that I destroyed with my bad driving repaired, but that I want you to buy me my own cab. Those are his conditions for being on the in, in yeah. on the bet so that he can come back and uh you know, I guess do what he loves. Which is driving like a madman. Which is driving like a fucking maniac. <laughs> but Dolly does not share the part of the bet where she has to sleep with. She keeps that hidden. With her manager. Yeah. Yeah. And so she, they, so then they go, they get, they, you know, she's trying to show her his musical prowess by playing that organ. <laughs> Just fucking amazing. What's he sing? Tutti Fruity? I don't remember what he sings, actually. I think it's Tutti Fruity. Yeah. I think he's going Little Richard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then we meet his parents. And his parents are both funny, but I got big grievances with Dad. (laughs) Yes. Dad eating food like a fucking creep in front of Dolly grievance if you can't eat food properly at all step into traffic (laughs) i hate please know that i have pictured your death a thousand times and it was at my hands just eat food properly okay and so what was what was he doing wrong because my note is my grievance is Dad's sensual eating. <laughs> yeah, it was like 
kind of slow, but like there was some lip action. It, yeah. No. Fuck no. He thought that was the way into Dolly's heart. He was wrong. And he keeps having this refrain, this joke that comes over and over and over again throughout the entire movie where he's like, now, son, if you can't handle him, just bring her to me. Gross. He's like enlisting his son to help him cheat on his son's mother. He's a dog. <laughs> not, He's a not, fucking dog. Not exactly great. But when they're making, when they're both making fun of their son and saying, nah, he he's, doesn't really have a mind up here. Like, yeah. He's, Even he's his not, mom basically says that her son is stupid. Like, yeah. fuck, that's a tough crowd. <laughs> she said his brains are finished growing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. what's Dolly decide that they need to do? That they need to go to Tennessee. Correct. Yeah, where to, Dolly's from. To Leaper's Fork. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Leaper's Fork? But it's spelled L-E-I-P-E-R-S. And I thought, at first I thought, okay, I know that it's probably le- Leaper's, but it could kind of be Leper's Fork. <laughs> totally. I was just looking for fingers to drop on the floor everywhere. <laughs> It's the last leper colony in the States. Oh, my God. But I love, first of all, major grievance. Basically, almost everything Stallone puts on his body is clothing. Yeah. Right? Yes. I mean, it's insane. Every time you see him, you think... (laughs) My my first thought was always, he's a nerd serial killer. Oh, my God. See? Another serial killer thing. Yeah. I'm telling you. He's got a shirt that's just like a big camera on it. He shows up to Leaper's Fork. With the, sort of in a tuxedo. Yeah, the tuxedo shirt. But Why like pinstripes. shirts. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, it was a little, a little nerdy. Not fitting. Mm-hmm. I mean, to his character, obviously, and clearly right. the shirts didn't fit because they were a teens tight. More than a teens. Yeah. I also like that Dolly keeps introducing him to townspeople, and they think and he's he... slow. <laughs> they keep saying, "Kind of slow-witted, ain't he?" <laughs> Meanwhile, he's complaining about having to be around so many hillbillies. Yeah. He has lines like, gotta hate hillbillies. He's up there, all right? New York? (laughs) You're not fucking joining Mensa anytime soon. No. (laughs) Even her dad, when he meets her, he just leans into it. He's kind of slow-witted, ain't he? Ain't he? (laughs) Dad, by the way, played by... The fucking great Richard Farnsworth. Chew. Pause for dramatic effect. We all know it's coming. I don't know who that is. God damn it. Grievance. I have no choice. By the way, I didn't mention this in our last episode. I have to thank Dan Aker and Steve Weiss of the Vegas Beer Guys. Because they kind of have this same bit. (laughs) When one of them fucks up, they play that? Every once in a long while, you'll hear it on that show. Um, Okay, well, Mr. Farnsworth was in Misery, (laughs) which... Yes. I seen seen once a long time ago i don't remember i know the premise of the story i didn't read the book at least i don't have to murder you (laughs) misery is the one with kathy bates right and Mm -hmm. james conn yeah academy award-winning kathy bates for that movie and she's scary and psychotic um 
Oh, Paul, forgive me for prattling on and making you feel oogie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember bits and parts. I just remember being creeped out by Kathy and I thinking she did good. Yeah. She did good. Oh, he was in Lassie. Mr. Oh, I've got a good story about Misery because I worked at the movie theater when Misery came out and friend of the show Pam Flora and I were watching the movie together in the movie theater when other friend of the show that you do not know, Greg Settle, he was a manager. He was up in the window in the booth watching the movie and Kathy Bates went ahead with the sledgehammer and cobbled him and broke his ankle. And from up in the window, the entire theater here heard, ah! <laughs> and then you looked up and you saw the window close. <laughs> oh, he got, my God. He got very scared. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Fucking amazing. Anyway, where were we? Other than they had just arrived at home, in town, right? I think that was it. Yeah. You're making yeah. fun of uh, the hillbillies think that the city slickers slow witted. <laughs> so good. He's kind of slow witted, ain't he? <laughs> All right. Well, maybe wait, let's why don't we just stop right there? Let's take a second break and then we'll come back and we'll finish up talking about rhinestone. How about that? All right. Right after this. If you like podcasts like I do, boy, do I have a treat for you. You need to stay on target and check out the Sounds and Cinema podcast. Listen as your host, sound designer and music creator, Tony Parham, and co-host, musical performer and sound lover, Derek Hansen, D-Rock if you're nasty, and I am, discuss all things sound related to film, television, stage, and theatrical productions. They discuss environmental sounds, bioacoustics, dialogue, the nature of communication through sound. But as an added bonus, they drink beer and try to stay on target. Find them wherever you get your podcasts and listen to the pure mania of a man who can charitably be described as Doug, the dog from Up, and another man with a soothing and sultry voice trying to get that man to stay on target. That's the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Tune in and listen to the sounds they are creating just for you. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Chu and I are here discussing, once again, the Bob Clark film, Rhinestone, from 1984. All right, Chu. We're in uh, Leaper's Fork, and this is where... (laughs) Sylvester Stallone's got to learn to cowboy up. Yeah. A lot of shit goes down in this town. A lot. (laughs) So within the course of our story, of course, this is where they have to kind of fall in love, but not admit to each other that they're in love. This is where the ex-boyfriend complication comes in with Tim Thomerson. I fucking love him. Barnett. Mm-hmm. Barnett. Barnett Kale. Yeah. Tim Thomerson is fantastic. And the people who know, know Chu. Not me. No, not you. Have you seen Volunteers? Tom Hanks? John Candy? Rita Wilson? Tim Thomerson? <clears throat> of course not. All right, go fuck yourself. Eat <laughs> 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 shit. Okay. I just did a whole little thing there by myself. I didn't need you at all. (laughs) Shocker. So he's trying to learn the ropes. He's having a hard time walking. He's uh, having a really real hard time with some of the clothes he has to wear. And I don't know why, because none of them are any worse than the clothes he usually wears. Yeah, they're all pretty much the same at that point. Just horrible. (laughs) I love, by the way, the vigor with which Nick keeps trying to prove that he has musical talent. He really believes it. Like he plays, you know what it reminded me of? I would say that comedically it's too over the top for him to play a guitar when he clearly does not know how to play a guitar and sing Old MacDonald 
when he clearly doesn't know how to sing Old MacDonald because it's not really a rock song. It was a lot. Except I've watched episodes of American Idol. (laughs) So I have, we have all seen people lie to themselves on that show. Yeah. So what's happening with Stallone is seemingly normal. Could be. Yeah. Because he's clueless, but he doesn't know he's clueless. His voice isn't bad, though. Like, once he eventually starts to get it, it's not horrible. Well, it's not the worst you've ever heard, but it's not great either. I mean, it's good enough to you know be what like... I... Seeing a tiny, tiny, yeah. tiny bit. You know what it you know what I kept writing down? Low rent Joe Cocker. Don't you get exhausted making references you know I don't fucking get? What? Doesn't who the fuck is Joe Cocker? Crocker? Cocker. <laughs> Come on, Chew. I don't know who Joe is. That's because you listen to your techno babble and rap. I don't listen to rap. I'm not opposed to it. That's not true. I listen to 90s. How is it possible that I know a singer that you don't? Because there is no room in the RAM of my brain for anything other than movies. I don't I don't know who that is. I'm looking him up right now. No, look him up. You know him. Like, how about with a little help uh, from my friends? The Wonder Years song. Uh, He has a famous low... I didn't like The Wonder Years. It made me feel weird. Raspy voice. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... Yeah. But you know know the song, right? Maybe I do. I'll look it up at the break or at the end of the episode. I want you to listen right now. I mean, oh, man. Chew. This is alarming. Here's from iTunes. What would you do? I know that. All right. Well, at least there's fucking that. <laughs> Your lack of knowledge ruined a quality joke. Low rent Joe Cocker. I understand it now. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> okay. Moving on. All right. So then he, by chance, happens to meet Burnett, or Barnett, rather, at the bar. And they become buddies. Barnett is Dolly's, whose name, by the way, is Jake. Yeah, I don't know what that's supposed to be short for. I don't get that. Jacqueline? Maybe. Wouldn't you say Jack? I don't know. (laughs) Usually you just say Jack. (laughs) But she's Jake Ferris. Get your shit together, Richard Farnsworth. Name your kid right. (laughs) Their their ex, he is her ex. And what? I don't know. Crusher was a dick. He was a dick somehow. That's for sure. Yeah. I think he was pushy. Not like physically pushy, but like like mm-hmm. peer pressure He's pushy. <laughs> I like when he's trying to, when Richard Farnsworth is trying to teach him to sing Old MacDonald a little bit better. And he says, Dahog. Yeah. That was cute. Dahog. <laughs> Followed by, oh, I'm a 
Bum. <laughs> bum. Yeah, he has this. He has this thing with bum. Yeah. He says bum a lot in this movie. Yeah. I don't remember what this was in reference to, but somebody says, I'm assuming it's Stallone. She's not a bum, but she's definitely a fifth degree bag lady. Yeah. <laughs> and I put LOL. So I think evidently that, I thought that was funny. I think that was his sister. <laughs> okay. And then he's talking about his brothers. He's like, he's definitely a bum. He's a major bum. And oh, then yeah, my sister... Right. She's not a bum, but she's definitely like a fifth-degree bag lady. <laughs> yeah. And then he and Dolly gets to into a fight, and that's what makes him go to the bar. But on yeah. his way to the bar, Chew, is my oh. favorite fucking scene in the entire movie. This was kind of scary. The guy in the truck? Yes. It's so fucking amazing. I put it as a positive point, though. Me too. Yeah. He says... He says, he's he's walking down the road. It's like nothing but fog, right? He can't see his own hand in front of his face, and a truck pulls up next to him. He's about to get in, and then he looks in, and the man inside the car says, get in. He's like, ah, I think I'm all right. I'm just walking down the road. And he said, he says, why don't you get in? He's like, no, I'm just here and inspecting the road. I'm going to have to ask you to move on. <laughs> and then the guy says, I said, get in. He goes, now I'm t- serious, pal. You got to get out of here. The guy takes off in the truck. And his he's line, like, you're holding up traffic. Yeah, he's holding, you're holding up traffic. And his line after the truck leaves is, definitely a hatchet murderer. Friend of the show, Greg Settle and I. This is our favorite line from this movie. We've been quoting it a long time. Definitely a hatchet murderer. <laughs> Fucking great. That was good. He gets so drunk that he wakes up in the mud with a duck. Which he says yeah. he says all of that out loud. I'm lying in the mud with a duck. <laughs> And Dolly doesn't seem that perturbed about it. No. She's like, oh, yeah, she's that's just over. Com- that's just common country behavior, Chew. Ah, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <sighs> oh, shit. Well, then he starts getting it, right? Because, like, they keep trying, he keeps working, and then he has his one last big show in Tennessee before they have to go back to New York. Yeah. And that actually goes well. Yeah, it does. They sound okay together, don't they? Yeah, they sound good. Yeah. I mean, she's carrying it, everything on her back. Of course. God bless her. But yeah, yeah, they sound good. Plus, they beat up Barnett together. Yes, they do. Because that guy's a turd muffin. Yeah. Just a muffin tin of turds. He gets gets his comeuppance for sure. Yeah. Did you notice how many times... Because when they go home after the singing and the bar goes well and they punch out Barnett... They go back to the house before they're going to go to New York, and they almost kiss. These two almost kiss like a half a dozen times in this movie. Yeah. There is some sexual tension. Tension. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm for it. I just thought it was weird. I liked it. Okay. What? They're both hot. Why wouldn't they want to have sex? Yeah, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't let us. They wouldn't let us see it. It was like the movie was saying, "We know this is a little weird." (laughs) Maybe Dolly didn't want. Didn't. Maybe it was a Dolly thing. Maybe. Has she openly kissed other guys in movies? I can't remember. I'm sure she has. Oh yeah, she has one of the. Most uncomfortable kisses ever, where James Woods has to kiss her in straight talk. I think we talked about that once. Oh, Ooh. she has to kiss James Woods? Yeah, it's not comfortable. Oh, that's scary. Nobody should have to kiss James Woods for the first time. No. <laughs> Didn't Jodie Foster, though? Didn't The rumor was that Jodie Foster's kid is James Woods. 
And that's why she doesn't. Wait, what? <laughs> she what? What? Jodie Foster, one of her kids or a son or whatever, um, she never was open about who the father was. And so people suspect that it's James Woods for uh, whatever reason, which is weird because I feel like those two couldn't be more opposite. I'll say. Yeah. So there's that. Wow. If I wanted to have a child. I wouldn't do it with James Woods. Out of Woodlock, wedlock. The first person I thought of would not be James Woods. No. no. He wouldn't even be on the list. <laughs> not even at the bottom. He's not on your celebrity list for Little Chew? Like, this no. is the guy I, I get to fuck if I meet him? No. James Woods? No James Woods? I think he's a great actor, but he scares the shit out of me. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Even in Family Guy, animated, scary. <laughs> He's really funny on The Simpsons. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know he was on The Simpsons. He, like, takes a job at the Quickie Mart to try and learn about a role. And all of a sudden, he's, like, on the phone with his agent. And he's trying to get, you know, like, nacho cheese off the microwave. And he's like, fucking stupid motherfucker. It's, like, all beeping. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah good stuff all right well we're at the point you we get back to new york right yeah now let me ask you this when you get back to new york and he's there with his family and they're all kind of cheering them on this this felt like the weakest part of the script to me this fake bullshit fight oh yeah okay yeah. You agree? I Yeah. I think they needed to get into an argument. Right. But it wasn't delivered. It wasn't executed properly at all. The idea that Nick would think he's starting a budding, sure-to-be-great singing career was pretty funny to me. It's kind of like, Nick, did you, didn't, did you not actually hear what the bet was in the beginning? Right. The bet wasn't that you would be a star. The bet was that you could successfully perform a song without getting booed. One song without getting One booed song. off stage. Not a fucking career, <laughs> Nicholas. <laughs> but it does uh, separate them. It does send her to Freddy Ugo. That's Ron Liebman. Yeah. At Trump Tower. He's got his robe on. He thinks he's going to cash in on his bet. She punches him out. Stallone gets on a fucking horse. Oh, yeah. Which, oh, by the way, because we talked about this on the Everything Sequel podcast during the Rambo series. Did you know Stallone is like a champion equestrian? Not a champion in reality, but like he is a actual great equestrian. He can ride a horse. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's a fucking fun fact because when he was riding that horse, I was nervous for both the horse and him. <laughs> I know, right? So fantastic acting. He did a great job faking not knowing how to ride a horse. That was excellent. Yeah. I'm blown away. Good shit. I don't know if I would ever picture Stallone. I didn't, I, I wouldn't have pegged him as like, oh yeah, I like riding horses. No, me either. He's too giant. You figure he'd be crushing the horse. But I love that he likes, I love that he loves that. Yeah. Something uh, else we talked on that episode, which was brought up on another podcast. Uh, fuck, who was it? Anyway, somebody had t said that they thought that uh, Sylvester Stallone, secret smart person. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Make that another hit. I think it's Jessica St. Clair. I think I have that right. I just fucking love Sylvester Stallone. Me too. He, it's like he can do no fucking wrong. I fucking love him. I can't help it. I would love to meet him. I don't know what the fuck I would say. Right. That would be of any importance to him. But that would be cool. You would say, I fucking love Rhinestone. Stop wishing <laughs> you didn't do it. 
That's fantastic. Right? I'm going to remember that because then he'll really remember me. <laughs> He's not going to remember somebody who's like, oh, my God, I loved you in Rambo. Right. No. He, or I loved you in Rocky. You're like, no, Rhinestone. <laughs> we have an R theme going on, actually. Yeah, we do. How uh, funny is it when he keeps when he tries to break down the door, when he keeps running into the door at Trump positive Tower? Point. Such a positive point. I fucking yeah. loved it. Yeah, I, wrote, I wrote down door attack. <laughs> it was definitely wasn't a great oh. door attack. I also like Ron Liebman's neon fire. I wrote that down oh, as a positive God. point. So, so horrible. So fucking terrible. <laughs> and of course, oh, did you notice the Matt Lauer door? Ron Liebman has a remote control that can lock the door. I was like, oh, gross. I wonder if that's where Matt Lauer got the idea. Whoa. Yeah. Go back to Matt Lauer? Huh? A... Wait, what about a locked door with Matt Lauer? Yeah, like he had a button in his office that would lock doors. When, like, a young Stop. woman was in the room with him. I'm pretty sure I have that right. I'll say allegedly just in case. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Creepy fuck. I don't like that. Well, we'll move on then. Okay. Because we'll of course, that after. <laughs> Shoe, as both positive point and grievance, I have Stallone's last song. <laughs> yes. The song he sings to get through the bet. I wrote down conflicted feelings. Yeah. Final number. It's so great. It's yeah. so terrible. He's got his fucking rhinestone outfit on. He's going he's going like half country, half rock and roll. Yeah, it gave me a little bit of anxiety. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Well, where do you come down? Say that again. <laughs> you were frozen. I was like, oh fuck, it's not like fixing itself. Sorry. Okay, start over. I say, where do you come down on that? Uh, Is it equal split for you too? Positive and grievance? No. Purely based, no, it's not equal split. It's definitely more grievance than, than positive points, strictly because those kind of scenes... But it's so bad, it's good. ...give me anxiety. <laughs> and that's my problem. Right. That's my problem. Um, you didn't know I you was needed happy when a it was chewable. Over. I didn't. I was happy when it was over. <laughs> I think we have our answer. Yeah. I was more relieved when it was done. <laughs> oh, that's fucking yeah. great. Uh, I don't know. There's not really much left. I mean, he, he, you know, he sings the song, they win the bet, and then they finally kiss. Yeah. And we get to actually see it. Yep. Is that where you it's paused and took care of business? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all in all, great movie. This movie's fucking awesome. This movie is so maligned, Chew, as one of the biggest flops and the biggest, dumbest movies ever. And it is unfairly judged. It's, it's not fair. Yeah, everybody needs to try and see this movie <laughs> wherever possible, but they will make it difficult for you. You'll have to spend money to see it. It's like Ishtar. No, the fuck it is not. And I just talking about how maligned that movie was, and that movie's got funny shit, Chew. We already talked about it. You know I'm right. <sighs> this movie, maligned. No. But it's funny. This is not, like, we're not going to compare this to Ishtar. We're... We do not agree on that movie, nor will we fucking ever. I am still mad at you. What? For making me watch that movie. No, you liked Ishtar. No. More than you seem to remember. <laughs> you were remembering wrong. No, you're remembering wrong. No, you're remembering wrong. We're going to replay that episode next week. 
so people can know how wrong you are. I enjoyed the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. What is it? Something and something is dangerous business. Something and something. That's great. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that, was, that was it, guys. I don't think I have anything okay. left for Rhinestone other than it's fucking awesome. Yeah. What, dear Chew, is your drinking game for Rhinestone? Oh, that's easy. Anytime Stallone sings. Damn it, that's mine. Yeah, it's because it's a good one. Yeah, it really is. Um. All right. Anytime Stallone sings. Or anytime he has a ridiculous costume. Oh, I got one then. Change. Every Good. time they almost kiss. Oh. Or do kiss. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Battle! Yeah. <laughs> that's my battle cry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're going to scare them into turning around. <laughs> What'd you, you might say? Make them, you could buy yourself a second with that, though. I know, right? Pause. <laughs> Cause you're, did you say die? No, I said die. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm going to keep charging you with my sword then. Cut your head off, all right? Die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was good. All right. Well, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not seen Rhinestone, you fucking watch it right now. You recommend it, right, Chew? Yes. Excellent. At least we got that right. Yeah. I want to go back. No. I've got to update the people on whether or not you recommended Ishtar. I have a feeling you did. Do you say you I didn't? No. I, th I think I didn't, but my mind changes over time, and I remember things wrong. I'll so say. If I tell a or story, not at all. there's chances are I might have gotten something wrong. <laughs> but right. at least I'm self-aware enough to say that. Very good, then. You let us know, everyone. Write in and tell us what you thought of Ishtar. And then you can let us know what you think of Rhinestone. Send us your drinking game. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Send an email to thehowdareyoupodcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, he's going to fuck up. He's going to fucking do it again. <laughs> he doesn't know where he's at. <laughs> All right. Say goodbye, Lady Chew. Good day. Good day indeed to you, madam. Yes, to me. Not to you, but to me. Go yeah, fuck yourself. <laughs> hey, eat shit. <laughs> Until next time, everyone. Babu. This is a bunch of bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs>